SBS and Clear Media in association with STWF TV, the podcasting network. We present to you BSN Bourbon. And now here's Craig and Dale. Yes, indeed, and welcome to BS and Bourbon, part of the BS and Beer family. Uh, come for the bourbon, leave for our takes, mostly. Uh, with me is the star of Frenemies podcast, the linchpin of our entire network. Say hello to Dale, aka Little Dice. How you doing, brother? What's up, Craig? What's up, man? We are here. We're talking Saints. Um, and we're still waiting on things to happen. But, you know, the season's over, so figured... Get on here. We talk, talk some stuff about the Saints. Talk about some bourbon. Um, yeah, man. Let's let's uh, let's get started with this thing, man. Um, so today, Craig, I have got some peanut butter. I'm sorry, not peanut butter. Peanut peppermint. <laughs> Those are very different things, Dale. We, I got them both in the kitchen, which is why I, you know. <laughs> but. Yeah, peppermint bourbon here from uh Bird Dog. It's uh Oh, I like Bird Dog. Yeah, it's 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 really really festive. Um yesterday I, I was on the um the Parlay Perspective with STWF TV and I had a little bit of this with um some apple cider mixed okay. in. It was really really delightful. So I see. Yeah, yeah. What about you, man? What you got today? All right, so I'm pulling a Dale, and I'm drinking the wrong thing for the show I'm on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm on BS and Bourbon, and instead of having a bourbon on a BS and beer, I'm having a beer on BS and Bourbon. There you go. Uh, I've got myself about five Miller Lights lined up over here because this whole topic today is just going to kick my butt. Um, but just to keep pace with it, I also have uh, one of my last few Arrogant Bastard Ales, mm-hmm. which, of course, is my favorite beer in the world. Any listener should know by now. Uh, so I'm going to have a good little beer. Um, you know, it tastes good and looks good and... Sounds good too. Ah, uh, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pace with the Miller Lights along with it, so that I don't rush through my good beer too quick. Because this is the kind of stuff we're gonna talk about today that will make you want to drink. <laughs> so I, I noticed though you're you're drinking Miller Light and not Bud Light. Yeah, that's um, real that? brand loyalty. You know, you see the uh, the cardboard box has the Saints on it when you buy the Miller Light. So ah, for that's real? why I'm not drinking Bud Light. And I'm sure there's no other ulterior motive whatsoever, political or otherwise. <laughs> Probably nothing there. Maybe don't read too much into it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Craig. Well, one of the first news items I want to talk about is Pete Carmichael. Who? That's right, Pete Carmichael. He's going to the Broncos. What do you think about that, Craig? Uh, I think it's the least surprising move in the history of anything ever. Right. I mean, we thought this would happen a couple of years ago. It's amazing that he stuck around as long as he did. I mean, he's yeah. he's always been a you know X's and O's uh, you know strategist that needs an actual offensive coordinator, aka Sean Payton, to to make his stuff work. So it always made sense he was going to follow him there. I'm amazed it took this long. And they'll probably be pretty successful. You know, they work well together. It'll probably be a good little marriage. Um, I'm happy he's gone, but it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate what they accomplished while he was here. Yeah. Even if I do attribute it to Sean Payton and Drew Brees, mostly Drew Brees. <laughs> well, you know, all the stuff I've been hearing is um, 
he's like the whiz kid that finds this, you know, one play that, you know, we need to run. And um, he was staying up all night. He found it and they ran it on whatever Sunday it was. And boom, it was successful because he Carmichael stayed up and he found this stuff. So, yeah. And then, and then when you're the actual offensive coordinator to a defensive minded head coach, who cannot dictate that stuff for you. Uh, you run out there and you are last in the league in play action and last in the league in motion and a uh, bad offense until you, you come around late in the year. When you got guys on the couch like me who haven't – I mean, I'm an offensive lineman. What am I talking know about play calling, right? If I'm over there dictating, oh, well, they're going to do this on first down. Okay, yep, well, they didn't get any yards. So they're going to do this on second down. And then they do that same thing. The defensive coordinator that they're playing is going to know a lot more than I do. It's ridiculous. I mean, it was just so formulaic. It was so boring and bland. It was that was the worst part of the Saints this year. It wasn't that they were bad because they really weren't. They won they won more games than they lost. It was that they were boring, and the offense was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so, so you're. I want to kind of go back to what you something you just said. Um, you're saying an offensive lineman can't call plays. I'm saying that most don't. How about that? <laughs> I mean. Speaking of offensive linemen, congratulations to the best part of our O-line this year, uh, Aaron McCoy being named to the Pro Bowl. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good little segue there, Craig. Um, Eric McCoy going to the Pro Bowl. Um, is this an achievement or is this, you know, it gets down to that and then you, <laughs> you get the call? <laughs> well, Baker Mayfield was also named to the Pro Bowl this week. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and he had a good year. Look, the Pro Bowl has has been a joke for for so long. Right? Now that it's it's the Pro Bowl games, do they even play a? They don't play a tackle game anymore. No, they play right? a flag and it's um, just that's competition. Not so yeah, it's just a, it's a when it was in Hawaii every year, mm-hmm. and it was the week after the Super Bowl. So you know the you'd have the teams introduced, and then the last were the and the you know Super Bowl champs would come out, you know, that were whichever ones were picked for the Pro Bowl. Right. That was a cool event, man. I always talked about going out to Hawaii to see the Pro Bowl. I was, I thought it was going to be a, a dream experience. And they, just like the NFL does with everything, they've ruined it, made it terrible, and now I'm probably not going to watch. Well, they brought it to Disney World. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. You know, now, I want to go to Disney World for Disney World. I don't want to go... I want I want my Hawaiian vacation to go watch a couple of Saints players. That's what I want. Yeah. And they've taken that from me. Yeah. Along with my will to live. Well, you know. <laughs> Saints fans, right? We do have uh, DA as a coach, so uh, you know. <laughs> need like a like a little counter in the corner for every time Dale says something that bums me out. <laughs> I mean, listen. No matter the changes we make, that's always going to be the common denominator is DA Solo coach. So how far can you go when he's the coach? Well, I mean, he's he won more games last year than he ever has. So yeah, he's trending up. There we go. I love that optimism, Craig. It, his his most ever was eight and then nine. So next year he'll win ten and then yeah. eleven and and we'll just keep riding the DA steady incline until we're Super Bowl champions, right? Can't go broke making a profit, baby. I'm just saying. You're saying <laughs> linear progression, man. Yeah. LP works until you get an injury or a plateau. And uh, 
the my lifting analogy falls on its face right there because we're going to get plenty of injuries <laughs> and aging players and broken salary caps and missed draft picks and that's what happens. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Because not only do we have Da, but we also have Derek Carr, and the Saints are expecting to restructure his contract pretty soon. How pumped about this are you, Craig? You know, it's it's not that I'm pumped. Um, it was always going to happen. You know, the cap hit. You know, for to make him, you know, this be his last year, it would have been really expensive. It's it's going to help the team to get some free agents to get back under the cap to cap. You know, if to restructure this. So I don't hate it. Um, but honestly, I'm one of those guys that's going to die on the hill of last year's issues were not Derek Carr's fault. He struggled early when he was working in a system that wasn't made for him. And later in the year, when it was more tailored to what he was good at, he succeeded. He still ended up having a pretty good season. If you look at his, his stats in a vacuum, they don't look nearly as bad as we feel like they did early on. There were a lot of things that kind of failed uh, in conjunction with each other to, that magnified a lot of the shortcomings. Uh, you talk about the last six weeks of the season. Uh, the last six weeks of the season, he had the best passer rating of any quarterback who played all six of those games. So part of it, I think, honestly, when he was still getting you know into the flow of this, the offense is when he got hurt. He came back either too early or played hurt, uh, and it kind of snowballed. And it really wasn't until late in the season that we saw what the offense could have been with Derek Carr. So I don't think he's the problem. I, you know, I would I would love to move up in the draft and get a real quarterback, but I don't think that's going to happen. You know, we're we're married to Carr. We're married to Da. I think, I think Carr is good enough to do it. I don't know if Da is good enough. Do I know? I think Derek Carr can do the job. We got to help him. You know, you need the play action. You need the stuff that fits his his repertoire. Uh, you know, maybe you get a middle of the field guy like his his buddy from from Vegas, Renfro. Uh, maybe God. you beef, yeah, beef that lineup a little bit. You know, there's stuff that can that can work. Um, so I, so I mean, it's not that I'm stoked about it. But I saw it coming, and I envisioned Carr being the guy for more than just this year, anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I, honestly, I'm at peace. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew this would eventually happen. I didn't want it to happen because well, it's either happening now when we think he might still be the guy for a while, yeah. or it's happening after next year and it's six ghost years. I mean, like at least we're getting a player out of it. Yeah, I mean, there, there there's going to be those ghost years eventually. But that's that's my whole problem anyway. Um, like I, I like to just, um, in my opinion, it's a bad deal now because we know the kind of quarterback he is. He is the answer. So I want to get rid of this as soon as possible. I know you can't do but it. But you're you're stuck on the money thing, and right. money wise, he were you're paying him as an average quarterback, and he's an average quarterback. You're getting league value for him. That's that's cool. I'm but not, I'm, but not I'm, that's what I'm saying is like, are you, you're mad about paying for what you got, like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in anymore. Like, I'm. I'm I want to get out, and so <laughs> but, I, mean, I want yeah, to get out easy, as quickly as possible. It's easy to possible. say that you want a better player for cheaper, but you got the guy that you can afford, and he's earning what you're paying him. Like, that's. I mean, that's what it is. He's playing like an average quarterback, and you're paying him like a pretty average quarterback. It's not like we broke the bank for a bad player. It's kind of what you pay for for this. Yeah, but our salary cap issues make this even worse. Um, because we don't have much flexibility and so we're cornered into restructuring his contract so that we that way we can have some little, a little bit more flexibility in the salary cap to obtain players. But when we obtain players, hopefully we obtain the correct players so that we don't um, 
make a bad deal that we want to get. Yeah, I mean, of. when we trade Lattimore and Kamara in the next couple of weeks, you know, yeah. that's going to free up a little bit of money down the line. So, you know, it, it's going to it's going to move some of that stuff up. The Cam Jordan stuff, the Mario Davis stuff, that's just going to be that's going to be tied to us. I mean, we, they ain't going anywhere. Please don't get rid of that. Please don't do it. <laughs> you can't stretch them out any further. I mean, you're going to get Please one of those Bobby Mania contracts. You're going to get a couple million a year for 30 years at this rate. Yes. Yes. So, but I mean, um, yeah, but, but those big name guys, I mean, mm-hmm. what other big names are you paying right now? You got to get uh, Rashid Shahid on, on an actual contract. Cause I think he's only a, a he's only an exclusive rights free agent right mm-hmm. now. So you have to actually pay him, but Olave's on a rookie deal. You know, Miller, whatever, whether he's good or not, he's going to he's on a uh, rookie deal right now. So you've got some some guys on offense that you don't really have to break the bank for, uh, which means once you get under the cap, you can spend some money on a pass rusher, maybe another lineman. You know, like you don't have to, you know, go after this kind of top of the market stuff. You can kind of take your lumps on the salary cap while while getting back to base level. But part of that is, is stretching Derek Carr out for a while. You need him to be your starting quarterback for five years, basically. What do you think a guy like Russell Wilson will get uh, next year coming off of the, the seasons that he's had? Oh, too much. Okay. <laughs> too much for sure. The, the, he'll, he'll get, he'll get lauded as well. He's the Super Bowl MVP and he was just in a bad system and, you mm-hmm. know, they did him dirty, all of which is accurate, but Atlanta's going to pay him way too much money. And that team is going to fall apart at the seams. I can't wait for it. <laughs> so you think for sure he'll go to Atlanta no, and not for sure, but yeah, I think there's a good chance of it. I okay. could see that. I could see maybe Minnesota if that uh, Kirk Cousins uh, kind of relationship can't be saved. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could see him in Minnesota. Okay, because I mean, I'm wondering like when, when a guy like him signs, and then we compare it to the uh, Derek Carr contract. You know, what would it look like? I mean, it's tough. You know, being a, it's a different season, so there's a different you know, bunch of guys it's competing with, right. you know, the, the market's mm-hmm. different. So, I mean, it's, it's never going to be a one-to-one. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be comparable in, in the, probably the years, you know, I, they're mm-hmm. pretty similar in age, I, I believe. So, I mean, there's going to be stuff to that. Yeah. Let's see. Derek, me, um, I'm sorry. Car, I'm sorry. Yeah, this Wilson is making me drink. Is about, what is he? 40? He's not 40. No, no, I'm sorry. He's 36. Okay. Well, yeah. so Carr's a little, Carr's younger, younger. Mm-hmm. What, what's Carr? 34, 35? Let me see. Carr, he is. Come on. This is, oh, this is stuff you tune in for, guys. Thirty-two. 32. That's not old. Okay, so he's there, there's a bigger gap there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously had a lot less success. You know, he hasn't had the kind of stuff happened in his career that Wilson has. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's comparable. There's going to be conversations about that. Okay. All right. Um, the Saints have interviewed Clint Kubiak. Um, he's a passing game coordinator for the 49ers. and they've also interviewed Brian Greasy, who's a quarterback coach. For the 49ers. Um, so does it concern you that we are interviewing guys who haven't called plays this past season? I mean, not really. Okay. Um, I'm I'm used to Pete Carmichael calling plays, so mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> He's called plays before, so no. I, 
Uh, no, I mean, you want you want fresh blood. That's what everyone's been saying. You don't want to retread. You don't want Ronald Curry, who's already been in the building. You don't want um, Chucky, who's been out of the game for a few years and also is kind of a creep. So what, what do you want? You want new and exciting, and you want what's happening in San Francisco. You want what's happening with the uh, McVeigh's tree, and you know. And to me, Kubiak and Greasy are the obvious, you know, uh, rising stars in that kind of lineage. You know, it's the next step. This is revolutionary stuff that they do with their weapons in San Francisco. I want all of that. Yes. Yes. I've, I've been. You see, you see Debo Samuel getting these, you know, sweet plays that go for 20 yards every time. And I want to see Shahid on some of those plays getting downfield. You know, I want to see all that. So I mean, yep. it's not a deal breaker that they haven't done it yet. I think they're they're probably there's a reason they're as highly sought after as they are. And if we could land one of those two guys, I'd be pretty happy about it. So listen, there there's a a little bit of a well a trend going where um, the NFL is pulling college coaches. Um, the Boston College head coach took the defensive coordinator position from um, Green Bay. Okay. Now it's not it's not very often at all you hear a head coach leaving for a coordinator position from college to the NFL, but because of the NIL, the constant recruiting, uh, your own roster and new players, transfer report, all that kind of stuff, and you're seeing Nick Saban retired. Different coaches like this, they're, they're trying to get out of the college game. Oh yeah, it's it's a nightmare right now. I imagine. So. This leads me uh, to think, why don't we look at some of these brilliant minds at the on the offensive side uh, that may be a head coach in college? And let's get those guys in for the interview. Well, um, because of the rules regarding NFL guys taking interviews and college guys, lack thereof, uh, they might be doing that. We might be talking to college yeah. guys right now, sure. and they just don't have to report it. You don't so have to report it. Uh, for college you're right I'm right sure. and and if you're in college and you're you know with a program that's you know trying to recruit and everything like that you're not going to leak that you're interviewing for this at the job because it could affect all the guys you're going to come up with, guys who are working with you you know it, it could kind of it could send a lot of guys to the transfer portal even if you're only just dipping your toe and seeing what's out there yeah, so yeah it's sure. man it, i was going to say that that was the thing about college coaching it used to be used to be a king you had complete control over all these indentured servants that went to your college and now they all get paychecks they can all ditch you if you're an asshole and all these nick saban types that are used to being little tyrants they all they're all flopping out and heading down to to coach the chargers good (laughs) fuck you guys gotta go um so i I saw the um the former lsu defensive line coach uh who's now the defensive line coach for the broncos right he was on um, uh, Jordan Collada's show uh, probably last week or something like that. And they interviewed him and just listened to him talk. He was like, man, this is this is a vacation. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to text nobody. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not carrying five phones with me. <laughs> it was like, I'm off right now. You know, when we go back in, we go back in to work. But NFL is a more cushy job. Oh, for sure. Compared to college, it really is. For sure. Well, there's only 32 of those teams, you know. Yeah. How many? Yeah, how many call out just are in FBS right now? Like 150. Yeah. A, a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's okay. Um, so we're Brian Greasy doing the quarterback coaching for the 49ers. Um, you can you can look at what he's done with Brock Purdy. 
I mean, that's what you have to do, right? You yeah. took Mr. Irrelevant, and now people are right. talking about him in the same breath as, as Joe Montana for some exactly. fucking reason. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't just say, like, oh, well, you know, we just happened to hit on this guy. Like, okay, you hit on a guy, and he's in the perfect situation that mm-hmm. this guy has made for him. There's there's no other explanation for it. Yeah. You know, the, the stats and everything like that, the college production, Brock Purdy should not be as good as he is, right? And he's in the Super Bowl again, right? So there's got to be a reason for that. And you got to think the quarterback coach is a huge part of that. Uh, my one issue with it is that we don't have a young Brock Purdy. We have an old Derek Carr. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. This is what he does. This is, this is what he's good at. This is what he's bad at. You're not going to mold him into CJ Stroud or something. You know, if you want a guy like that, who's going to develop a new quarterback, he's not going to fit with us because we're not in the new quarterback game right now. We're in the win now with this old ass roster game. So, so that's why I gravitate to a guy like Kubiak. You know, it's going to be easier to implement a new system than it is to to change the guys in it. Yeah. Uh, so to me, uh, Greasy's not my favorite of them. Um, if we were in the quarterback shopping market, he would be my pick. I would want him badly because I want to develop a new guy. The guy from uh, the Texans, I would have liked that. What he did with Stroud and all that. Right. Um, so if it was a different situation, if uh, if DA was gone. Car was gone and we were shopping, you know, for a Jaden Daniels type. I would want, yeah, I would want the quarterback coach. But I, th- I think right now it's not the perfect fit. Okay. Well, look, I'm, I'm not going to be picky because, look, I would hire the water boy from San Francisco, right? You now. know, the, the one name people keep talking about, and I, the name is escaping me right now. Um, it's the offensive coordinator from the Bears, Getsy. Is that his yeah. name? Uh-huh. So, he was not good with the Bears. Their passing offense was, I think, 32nd in the league a couple of years in a row. But is that a Justin Fields thing or is that a Getsy thing? Because the year before that, when he was with the Bears, before he was with the Bears, he had Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. So he's in the conversation. His running game is always very good, even with Chicago. I know some of that was Fields. Uh, but I wouldn't hate that pick. I know, I, I know everyone else would because of the Bears stink that's attached to him. But you know he's won MVPs with you know, working with Rodgers, and the Bears did get better towards the end of the year. They started running the ball pretty good. I think they were top five in the league rushing. So, I mean, I, I you could talk me into that one. I think I wouldn't love it, but you could talk me into it. So let me see. Luke Luke Gexy is the name. Yeah, I'm sticking. Um, because I'm I'm not gonna give him much credit for for what he did with Rodgers. Like, sorry. You can't. Oh, he's, he's just, <laughs> Rogers is just special, and you don't need no help. Right, <laughs> right. You don't. You're not. You're not getting much credit for that one. I'm sorry. No coaching. No help. No vaccines. Right, Rogers. <laughs> you know. I don't judge. I don't judge. <laughs> um. So I'm trying to pull up his history real quick. Um. So okay, he went. Eh, Packers. Hmm. Um, let's see. Second stint with the Packers. Yeah, he worked under uh, McCarthy with the Packers as quarterback right. coach. And then when he came back to the Packers, uh, I don't think it was quarterback coach. I think it was uh, one of the coordinator spots. So, yeah, that to me, to me, it, it's a similar situation as you're, you're hiring another guy who wasn't the play caller because he wasn't the play caller in Green Bay. So right. he got to be the play caller in Chicago. And you got what you got. You know, with, with fields, with all that kind of stuff. Man, um, can you imagine if somebody like kept drafting fields in fantasy football? Could you imagine? 
how that person must feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to give that guy another chance. Like, no. <laughs> like I said, I, I know who I who I want them to get, um, but I could talk myself into it. Yeah, Hell, yeah. If, if they got Chucky in there, I would talk myself into it. I'm a Saints fan. This is yeah. What I do. Yeah, I mean, look, eventually that's what's going to end up happening with everybody. But uh... well, I, I think I think the perfect situation is you get Kubiak, who's got the pedigree, mm-hmm. who's got the the experience with that system that you want, the new exciting stuff, and then you bring in like Gruden is just like a like just as assistant, just some kind of senior assistant, whatever bullshit position that people won't get as mad about. Uh, and his job is just to make Derek Carr fit into this system. Because Derek Carr always struggles in a new system. It took him however many weeks to get into this one we did last year. So if, if Chucky's whole thing is just making making the two work together, cool, fine, awesome. I want the new sexy, you know, hotness offense, and then just get old Derek Carr to work in it. Okay, that's my goal. That that's my that's my dream signings this that's year. A, that's a plan. That's a plan right there. So it ain't gonna happen. We're gonna have Ronald <laughs> Curry because everyone else is either gonna get snatched up or take a different offer. I, I don't want to be Twitter and X or whatever you call it is so negative right now. Yeah, uh-huh. everyone is so down on everything. It's like, oh, you're not moving fast enough. None of the guys are gonna be left. Uh, somebody is. They're taking coordinator spots. You know, they're they're staying where they are. And it's yeah. Like, all everyone is so quick to panic about shit, and, and I'm really not as negative as everybody else. I, I want to see it all play out. I want to see who we get, and I want to see how it works. You know, it's going to take a really long time for me to get down on everything right now. It's the off season, man. Like until we miss out on all of our free agents and we get some draft picks that I don't love. You know, until then, I'm you know I'm, I want to see how it plays out before I start beating up on them. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. So. Um, we'll we'll see what they end up doing. Um, I just I just hope it's somebody from San Francisco. Anybody from San Francisco, just tell you, they just know what they're doing out there. Just just some <laughs> homeless dude shitting on the sidewalk in San Francisco. That's right. Go get someone from that city. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't care. Please. <laughs> what's uh, what's Nancy Pelosi doing? Just just get her down there. She lives in San Francisco, right? Just anyone from the city limits, it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. That's all we need. <laughs> all right, Craig. This is the one that you've been dreading. Let's talk about the good, bad, and ugly from the 2023 season. Oh, oh man. So when we look at it, it's looking at the schedule, the results of the games. Um, for me, I guess my highest point was probably um I mean look it, it came late in the season and and mm-hmm. and it's it's beating the the freaking bucks because mm-hmm. I, I honestly didn't think we were going to do it we just came off of that that stinker of a game uh against the Rams yeah um, so I thought we were really done for and everything but you know credit to, to DA he, he got it together and um they beat the the guys who ended up being a division champ. So, despite what that fourth quarter of that game looked like, I'm trying to take some years off my life. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'll, good I'll, I'll, year. So I'll, I'll do this whole prompt all the way through. I, I've got a good, a bad, and an ugly, and I'll okay. run them all through you right here. So, my good uh, was the Giants game. That was the game that I went to in person. The only one I got to to go to this year. 
and it felt dominant. Like it, the defense was coming alive. You know, we had seven sacks. The the dome was rocking. When I first got there, they were booing Derek Carr in the intros. You know, came out of the tunnel to booze. And that sucked. That sucks yeah. to see. And by the end of the game, he throws his third touchdown pass. Jimmy Graham has a touchdown. And, you know, it, it, it the, the vibe shifted from when I got there to when we left. No one, when we left, no one was cursing Derek Carr or anything like that. It was, the, the vibe was totally different. Like, you know, that, to me, that was a huge swing of our season and our, you know, how we felt about the team. So that was my good. My good was that Giants game. My bad was the Falcons game after the bye week because that was the week that I mm-hmm. thought that we were going to, mm-hmm. okay, we got this, get it all together, and then we got punched in the mouth. Yeah. And it was so ugly. Right. It really wasn't that bad. If you watch the game over again, you're in the red zone constantly. You're moving the ball at will. A couple of things go different in the red zone, and not only do we win that game, we win that game going away. So it that was the the worst part for me is that, it was it was such a wind out of the sails kind of thing because it could have been so great and it just wasn't. Mm. But that that's that's one of the big frustrating things about the entire season. Yeah, we, we we couldn't cash in when we got into the red zone. We we're moving the ball, yep. great between but the until 20 late in the season when we became the best team in the NFL at it for yeah. some reason. Yeah, <laughs> which brings me to my ugly, which was Week 18 against the Falcons. Okay. We're beating the schnozberries out of our hated rival. Mm-hmm. Everyone is happy. I'm li- I was literally dancing in the house watching this game. I was having a great time. Everyone is celebrating. Everyone is having a great time. And then we run that fake kneel down for a touchdown, a little dirty, whatever, but it's a it's a punch in the ribs yes. to our to our rivals. Yes. Screw you guys, Falcons. We're just stunting on you now. Absolutely. Was that 48 to whatever it was? Beat the crap out of me. It was yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. And they managed to ruin that for me by this blubbering coward apologizing to the other team. Yes. Well, that's not what we're about. That's not what we do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We're petty. <laughs> we're petty. We don't like you guys. You guys make Katrina jokes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys still play rock you like a hurricane at your home games against us. Fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. I hope that we beat you by by 30 points or what it is. And I hope that we rub in the salt in a little bit. I hope that you enjoyed having your season ended while we stomped on your throats. Yes. Fuck you guys. Yes. And to go out and apologize to them. Go, oh, you know, like they wouldn't have done the same damn thing to you if they had the chance. Stupid Falcons. Stupid Falcons. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. So Dennis Allen making that a, a embarrassing, sad ending to the season which what should have been an absolute exclamation point of hey we finished strong you know things starting to look up things are starting to click we beat the crap out of the guys that we hate good good way to end it let's let's have a drink and instead it's god damn it dennis allen you ruin everything <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um so I'm, I'm gonna say my bad was probably um the rams game we got like dump truck pretty much. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I wanted to pick the Rams game as my mm-hmm. bad, but to me, it's it's explainable, mm-hmm. you know, because it was a short week. It's across the country and we had a bunch of injuries. Like, I, I understand that we lost that game. So I, my expectations were lower, I think. And because my expectations are lower, it didn't feel like as bad. Well, for me, it was more confirmation like. We don't belong in the playoffs. Like it's it's not gonna happen. Like that's easy, but, that's but I, I don't. But I don't. I don't think that that was true though. Okay. I mean, it, when you when you look at that matchup, if we had them on a full week, you know, of rest and you're able to scheme for these guys, I think it's a completely different game. 
I really do think that in the situation we were in, it being such a short week and banged up and everything, I think it really did have a big impact. Um, but we're all wrong. Everything mm. we just said is wrong. <laughs> the bad of the season was that Green Bay game. Well, yeah. Um, Losing that game 17 nothing ended up being the most the pivotal moment right. of our entire season. So we're all wrong. Go go back. Erase this whole thing. <laughs> if you're watching it live, just neuralize or flash that shit out of your head. Yeah. The, the bad was blowing a 17-point lead with a True. quarterback who should not be our quarterback anyway. I'm the oh, can we do a whole show about Jameis Winston and how I went from loving him to needing him fired into the sun in one season? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but so I'm I'm not I'm not gonna necessarily just blame that game on him because if I'm not mistaken, his stats look pretty identical to what cars were. Um let me let me pull that. I up. mean, but but car got us into the end zone, you know. He led scoring drives. If Jameis yeah. did that once, we win that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jameis sucks. And the whole point <laughs> your reason you're paying a backup quarterback is so they come in when you're up 17 nothing and you don't lose that game. How many yeah. how many games did he have to come into as an injured uh, as an injury replacement? Uh, four. Yeah, mm-hmm. he came in four times. We won one of those three, and that one of those four, and that one was with the kneel down that he actually turned into right. a handoff, which caused a mutiny <laughs> and ruined my season. James Winston, even in the game he didn't lose, still ruined everything. <laughs> I love I love Jameis. He's so fun. He's so fun. He needs to not be on the team anymore. He deliberately disobeyed the coaching staff. He created a mutiny and he couldn't finish any of the games he came in. Done, gone, sorry, bye. Okay. What's Teddy Bridgewater doing? Uh, Can he retiring? be on the backup? He's retiring. Damn it. <laughs> you can't come out of, out of retirement and be our backup? Some other beloved backup quarterback? It's okay. So, yeah, in that game, uh, Carr went uh, for 103 yards, one touchdown. And Jameis went for 101 yards, no touchdowns. Um, so I feel like there's an important uh, distinction between those two stat lines. Well, yeah. yeah. Touchdown kind is of important. A, kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and definitely the, the ugly was uh, D.A. apologizing to Alton Smith. Like, yeah. That's definitely the worst part of the season. Yep. <laughs> and it was the last part, too. So it left that the taste left in your mouth isn't the wonderful taste of, you know, some, some nice pulled pork. No, right. no, it's it's the stank ass of apologizing to the Falcons. Fuck yeah. DA. Thank you for ruining my entire offseason. Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure. So um oh yeah, yeah. So um I did finish Ahsoka. Oh, we switch we into the, the off season talking about shows now. Ahsoka, I mean, Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> right. Go back to our talk about Marvel and Star Wars shit at the end of the show. That's right. At the end. <laughs> I didn't hate it, man. I, I liked the, the Mandalorian stuff better, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's fine. It's better than that show they did my boy Boba Fett dirty on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess my, my only issue with the whole thing, well, I don't say the only issue, but um, <laughs> first, let, let, let's talk about the big issue. All right. Zombies. In Star Wars. Okay, that's, on that's cool if you read some of the Expanded Universe books, all right? There was a whole, like, right. there was a whole zombie arc. Right. That was pretty dope back right. in the day. <laughs> but, but it's if, like if every... not a true nerd, it misses you. Yeah, it seems like every show goes through some kind of zombie phase, though. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
And so I, I thought it was cool. If you're dealing with the night, the mm-hmm. night sisters and yeah, the, you know, sisters. The, mm-hmm. the witches of Dathomir and all that kind of weird, obscure dude, we are so off the rails of, for any saints related content at this point in the show. <laughs> when you're getting into that weird magic stuff, you, know, yeah. you have to have, you have to have the zombies. It's just part of that lore, you know? So if you're going to go that direction, you got to lean into it. I get it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. That's the show you're watching, man. That's where, that's where we're at. That's how they've had one stormtrooper full of, uh, one one star destroyer full of stormtroopers for this entire right you know thirty years since the rebellion and they're yeah. all still alive because they're not because they're zombies I get it because <laughs> they're zombies yep um so but I I didn't like how it's not ahead of the um well I'm not ahead but beyond the first order sort of situation I thought we were going you know forward into the Past future. That. Yeah, no, I, I think I think they're back. still they're still dancing in that Mandalorian zone, which is you know after Jedi, but before right, uh, right. They're still in this gap now. So that's what they. But, do. but I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to fill that in to where you know the the remnants of the Empire are going to exactly. build into what the First Order is. So you're going to see the because that was one of the things I hated about the the Force Awakens was it was like mm-hmm. oh so there's just this giant all encompassing army and that's in charge and right. that no one did anything to to stop it from <laughs> growing out of nothing. It's just. It just appeared one day. Like, yes. that's stupid. This is a stupid yes. thing. You're just remaking A New Hope. Okay, yes. you guys are assholes. <laughs> so if they can kind of explain how to, how to get around that giant logical fallacy, then that, that'd be great. Yeah. So they are they are filling that in nicely, I think. Um, you know, nicely. all of the, the government just, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's all good. We already took care of those guys. And yeah, now they're coming back. And well, I'm not the kind of person to get in here and complain about government <laughs> never you never you mm. so. <laughs> not me government watch list that i'm definitely on <laughs> um so what's what's coming next for uh for star wars uh well they're making a movie the, mm-hmm. the feloni verse kind of i think it's supposed to be a mandalorian ahsoka everybody crossover kind of thing oh okay. um, but i couldn't tell you the release uh plans on that off the top of my head gotcha okay all right well, cool, man. That that'll wrap us up, man. We gave you some Star Wars, gave you some Saints, um, we gave you some rumors. Look, it's it's what we're doing off season. There you it's go. Off season. <laughs> we're gonna have more to talk about after the Super Bowl because yeah. that'll probably be when the the coordinators and quarterback coaches or whatever in, in San Francisco get moving. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be something we're kind of we're waiting on and watching on. In the meantime, laissez le bon temps rouler, everybody. You know, it's carnival down here. We are having a good time. I've got my. I got my shot glass uh, beads going, you know. We're trying to have fun with it. Tell me about the king cake, man. The king cake. Oh, I can't. I, I am I am a slave to the king cake. I'm, I think I've had four already. Yeah. Oh, you know what I got? I, they had a crawfish stuffed king cake that my Ooh. wife got us. Okay. And that lasted about 35 seconds. So I should tell you something about that king cake. Man, I tell you, king cake is a weakness for me. <laughs> tell, tell me tell me about that, this crawfish one. Like, what, what was so, I calling it a king cake is generous. It was some round French bread that was stuffed with like a crawfish kind of okay. like, like, you know, like a tuna salad, but like with crawfish and, you know, mm-hmm. a spite, little spicy. Oh man, it was good. It okay. was, it was too good. Right. Oh, the melted cheese over the top too. Right. And my goodness. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. All right. We're going to get out of here so I can go eat something. Cause that just made me hungry. This whole conversation. All right. All right. Well, let's go wrap up the show this week. We appreciate everybody joining us. And we're going to see y'all next week. Have a drink. It's on us. Who that?
Remember to follow us on social media at BSN Beer Media. Also, smash the like button on YouTube and share with friends. I'm a good